Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. Hope everyone's feeling presidential because it's a President's Day style Simpsons time. It's so hard to pick my favorite Simpsons writer. It's almost like asking me to pick my favorite Traveling Wilbury, uh, which I can't quite do. I can almost do it. I can't quite do it. But I think I'm ready to declare that my favorite ever Simpsons writer is George Meyer. And he was responsible to the... Eh, two. <laughs> he was responsible for the stellar Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington, which was a gem of season three. Really elevated the series to a plateau it had not seen before. And it's one of the ones that I remember as an adolescent watching with my parents and having my parents as impressed with it as I was and, you know, getting jokes on a different level than I did. Um, this, funnily enough, was not aired to coincide with President's Day um, or Election Day or, you know, anything else patriotism related it was uh, an early show in the season that aired in September but I find it so appropriate as a follow-up to I Love Lisa which I talked about last week this is the episode where Lisa wins a trip to Washington DC with the rest of the family because she writes an award-winning essay And as the family are seeing the sights and many political jokes and um, Washington, D.C. related jokes and tourism jokes are being made fast and furiously. She, by accident uncovers a conspiracy to cut down Springfield Forest, which is the very subject of her extremely uh, sentimental and beautiful, beautifully written youth essay. So she has to tear it up, write a new one that's a scathing indictment of politics. She loses the contest, but 
has her faith in democracy restored because she blows the whistle on um, Bob Arnold, who is the crook uh, who takes a bribe. And he is brought to justice. I love so many things about this. Uh, it looks so beautiful and almost too good for when it is made. You know, like this is September 1991 that this is being aired. We're a very long way from digital animation. This is all, you know, pen and ink and shot with cameras and it's pretty much flawless. There are a few background shots where the people in the background are not moving, um, but even that lends a sort of charm that I love to the look of the show that reminds me of Life in Hell also, because uh, there's still a lot of detail. Um, and the colors are great and the shadows especially are great. Um, there's a scene in the beginning when Homer is still uh, having his rapture over reading Digest, which he's become obsessed with. And Homer and Marge are in bed, and he's trying to use reading Digest to spice up their love life. Like the uh, sort of romantic shadow in that is really great. Uh, and then there's another scene where he's reading a tale of adventure to the kids rather than uh, have them watch TV. And there's really great shadow in that too, kind of dramatic. Uh, and there is then, of course, the, uh, like Thomas Nast political cartoon parody that happens after Lisa is disillusioned and she goes to the steps of the Capitol building and she sees all of the, you know, fat cats scratching each other's backs and the pigs eating money and stuff. Um, which is just brilliant, you know, that sort of cross-hatching that's done on each little figure there must have been very hard to do. Very meticulous. Um, I think what I like best about it, though, is the writing. I just, I love that Reader's Digest is so roundly skewered uh, when they get to the <laughs> venue for the contest um, final, like to, to register for the contest in D.C. There's a banner that says Reading Digest, and underneath it, a quote that says brevity dot 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 wit too awesome and there are like 10 different things that Homer picks out of this one free issue of reading digest that he gets in like as a piece of junk mail and they're all spot on of you know parodies of what readers digest really would put out uh you know like the cartoon about the women drivers uh, the spice up your love life thing that i mentioned already the um kind of jack london-esque 
adventure narrative uh, increase your word power, which Homer says is really, 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 really good. Um, quotable notables. Many different things. And it's such well-done satire that American politics is revealed to be the best at the end. You know, that everything works out perfectly and everyone is like acting in the best interest of the country. That great montage at the end as Lisa is angrily reading her new essay. Uh, as they're like in the process of dethroning Bob Arnold is just hilarious. And it's cruelly ironic, but it's still very satisfying to see the thing happen that would never happen. You know, uh, the guy who does the sting operation with the with the briefcase saying he wants to drill for oil in Teddy Roosevelt's head and Bob Arnold is like, sure. Uh, and he gets busted right then. It switches to security camera footage. And they zoom out and tell the undercover guy, you work fast. And he goes, I work for Uncle Sam. <laughs> uh, the actual president, George Bush Sr., is shown in that same montage saying like, well, this bill should keep my bosses happy. All 250 million of them, <laughs> you know, it's like fantastic. Makes me uh, shake my two clenched fists together, cheering. Uh, this is also the first episode where the Simpsons travel together to a place that really exists. Bart had been to France before this, but uh, this is the first time the family all go. And the plot is the plot is just so admirably done. Very tight. I love the Winifred Beecher Howe memorial that Lisa visits and it's known to Bob Arnold and his briber lobbyist as a place where nobody would go. You know, like who would see the feminist monument as anything important, except for Lisa. And it's very tidy, you know, that she meets her own congressman and, um, you know, uncovers a plot that is particularly close to her heart because it's happening in her town. I like the uh, 
artist's rendition of what Springfield Forest currently looks like with all the trees falling down and the animals terrified and being crushed. Versus all having a tea party on the tree stumps after the forest is cut down. I love the... Another dose of real slash fake patriotism in the titles of all of the kids' essays. Lisa's is called Cesspool on the Potomac, but the other ones are called like USA AOK and Lift High Your Lamp, Green Lady. <laughs> um, and the other one is called Bubble On, O Melting Pot. Uh, I like the fake names of the panel. Skincare consultant Rowena et al. I can't think of any of the rest of their names. Chilton Gaines was the wealthy gadabout who's drinking at the same time as judging the contest. But there's like a guy who's a third-party candidate and a uh, retired football player, you know, many different people from all walks of American life. The montage in the beginning, as Lisa is reading her essay, where we see kids from other locales around the United States is just mwah. it's so subtly done you see the map like pan across Mobile Alabama with like a little banjo on the map there's a kid with a southern accent giving his political rhetoric my belly is yellow I'm the American non-voter the uh, Minnesotan girl is reading a recipe recipe for a nation you know and the the kid from Queens, New York, is going, ding, dong, the peals of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> it's like amazing to me. Uh, Nelson Muntz has an entry that doesn't win the contest, but it is quite passionate. I always like when Nelson is portrayed as intelligent. Um... And they even fit in references to the movie Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. The people talking, Lisa talking to the Lincoln statue, or at least trying to, is a reference to that. Although I prefer the old man who asks Lincoln about turpentine. He's my favorite of the, the Lincoln queriers. And this grand, beautiful, sweeping episode ends innocuously with Bart throwing something with a, or like shooting a slingshot at the uh, satirist piano player supposed to be um, a parody of Mark Russell who does those not very funny <laughs> political parodies. That's the deficit. We really made a mess of it. That's the deficit rag. Happy President's Day. This has been Simpsons Time.
sure got to climb a lot of steps to get to this Capitol building here in Washington. Hey, who's that sad little scrap of paper? You really want to know? I'm just a pill, yes I'm only a pill, and I'm sitting here on Hey dudes, thanks for listening to Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator today, or this week, I should say. I'm Amanda Nazario, and I remind you that WFMU's October fundraiser is still happening. So uh, go to WFMU.org to learn more about that and hopefully kick some money our way. That will be it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Their local congressman, he says, You're right. There ought to be a law. And he sat down, he wrote me out, and introduced me to Congress, and I became a bill. And I'll remain a bill until he decides to make me a law. But I'm just a bill.